everybody, thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Hey, we want to thank our sponsor, J Radio. This is an online music platform. These guys have got music for every genre. They got soul music. They have funk. They have Brian's favorite, disco. Man, you need to check out J Radio. It's jradio.com, or you can find them on iTunes or Google Play Music. Look them up today, all right? Hey, Brian, have you had Staying Alive on repeat? (laughs) First he was afraid. He was, I was petrified. petrified. I've got no The Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast starts in three. You know what makes women stupid is college. Jesus was not a bartender. Hi, man. Two. You have lost. Your mind. Long-tongued heifers have given me a lot more trouble than heifers wearing breeches. And you know that. Say amen right there. One. Let me tell you something, bozo. They'll be selling frosties in hell for this boy. Put on a pair of pink underwear. Amen. I sucked my thumb till I was 14 years of age. Hi, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Recovering Fundamentalist. We're your hosts, Brian, Nathan, and J.C. And uh, we're glad that you're here with us today. And uh, we we love you guys, our listeners. And uh, we love that you reach out to us and let us know your stories. And uh, we would love for you to keep doing that. Go to recoveringfundamentalist.org. And uh, there's a new tab on there where you can read stories and leave a story. And that's what we're all about here is stories. And uh, one of the things that we said when we started this episode way back in January, uh, (laughs) all nine episodes ago, um, is that we wanted to be very transparent. Brian, Nathan, I think that's something that we've strived to do on this podcast. I mean, I know sharing our stories, we were very transparent. You know, Brian, uh, interviewing your dad a couple weeks ago, you were very transparent in that. He was very transparent. Folks like Mike and Justin Spurgeon and, and a lot of these guys that we've had on have, and, and ladies sharing their stories have been very transparent. Yeah, and uh, we, we just want to be open about some things that have been going on in our lives over this past week. This last week was insane for us. We have some yeah. incredible things coming up for you guys and so excited about that. Had some amazing interviews, have some more amazing ones this week, but we want to get real with you and, and just share some of the things that we have been walking through. And Brian, why don't you start us off and just kind of share how this whole thing started out? Well, you know, I love that JC brings up transparency. You know, I think everybody needs to remember that all three of us are pastors. Yeah. And we're not mega church pastors, and all three of us believe in bringing transparency to our ministries, and so we would bring transparency to uh, this podcast as well, as this is an extension of ministry for us. Um, you know, just to be honest uh, about the James McDonald interview, uh, for me, that had nothing to do with current events or what was happening or even recent days or months. Um, you know, I've always wanted to have an extended conversation with him. I'd had the opportunity to meet him, um, but only very minimally. I never really got to know him or have great conversations. And yet, you know, when the opportunity came about uh, through a mutual friend, interviewing James McDonald for me was, in a sense, a dream come true because, again, he's someone that I look up to in ministry whose preaching has had profound impact on my life, someone I viewed as a pastor. So, you know, the very foundation of, of doing the interview came from that place. 
you know, let's, let's have this opportunity to interview a hero. By the way, I hear a horn in the background. Evidently, it wasn't the rapture. We're all still here. Uh, <laughs> just, but, a, just a tornado. All okay, good. there yeah, we go. Good. There we go. It's it, all's well. So it came from that place of just, you know, hey, this is an opportunity to talk to someone, have a great conversation with someone that for years I've had high respect for. I would love to hear his take on fundamentalism, his past life in fundamentalism. So that's, that's where it originated. So let's, let's recount the events. Basically, we, we got this opportunity. We prayed about it. We prepared. JC actually did a teaser on air on one of the episodes, said we are going to interview James McDonald, and that's when it all started happening. And I think something that's important to talk about that, that just to hit on what you just said is we pray, prepared and we prayed about this. Like, I mean, I, I think in the, in the spirit of transparency, I mean, you know, everything we do, we want to do with discernment and, you know, not just the podcast character, but our character, as Brian said, we're all pastors and, you know, we each one speak for each other on this. And, you know, so this wasn't just something that we were willy nilly going into. Um, but we did the interview and then we just posted a picture without context, without comment, without any, any, Hey, here's what is coming. Didn't even put a name on there, just a picture. And it blew up. It started going crazy. And within a matter of 24 hours, the, the picture hit some folks that really started publicly rebuking us. So let's talk about some of the things that happened when you posted that picture. All right. We got angry comments, threats to unsubscribe to the podcast, hateful messages, name calling. What were, what were some of the names we were called? I, I'm trying to Hyperfundy. Oh, yeah, that was that we, my we favorite. Are, Hyperfundy. Oh, that, that one kind of made me cringe a little bit. I was like, no, not again. That This one really got me. Is that we're in it for the money? Yes, it's all about the money. <laughs> it's all about the money. money. I want to know which one of you guys is spending all this money that we're making because I haven't seen a dime of it. <laughs> I'm yeah, dead up to my eyeballs. <laughs> JC made, made me buy my own t-shirt. I mean, come on. I did. I did. Which you can get today at the recoveringfundamentalist.org for $15. <laughs> so, well, you know, here's the thing. That's one of the things that concerns me sometimes when people uh, just start making random accusations on a platform like that. For some reason, you know, we believe that God um, is, has the authority to guard our mouths, of course, according to James you know, that we guard our tongues. For some people, don't, they don't realize that now in this age of social media, our tongues work through our fingers as we yeah. type on a keyboard. Mm. And so now we have to guard our mouths and our fingers. And people start making false accusations. You know, someone saying it's all about the money. We don't make money for the no. Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. This is a labor of love, people, a labor yeah. of love. We would love to make money on this. And if you want to be a sponsor, <laughs> reach out to us. We won't refuse you. <laughs> but yes. it, that being said, we're not promote, promoting abusers. We're not fools. Uh, we're not immature. We're not fangirls. But we were, called, we were called all of, all of this stuff. Yes. And this is the one that kind of really made me up, upset. Not, not upset, but I guess you could say that was lack of discernment. And we've already talked about that. But this wasn't just something that we did because it's James McDonald. We we wanted to get back to a place that goes to help, to encourage, and to challenge. And the whole reason we brought him on here was to do those three things for you guys, our listeners, for us, for James even. Yes, his past in fundamentalism 
made that a great prospect for us. Why wouldn't yeah. we want to talk to James McDonald knowing he had a past in fundamentalism? By the way, the only reason we would be fangirls and, and, and be in it for the money and all those other things is that lack of discernment. I mean, man, that's Come the on. one that really stings. Yeah. Yep. So moving on from there, the next thing that happened, which was pretty major for us, was we were called out by Julie Royce on all of her social media and public platforms. You know, and, and Brian had sent us a text and said, hey, did you see Julia Royce called out some guy that had James McDonald on? And I said, well, that's going to be us pretty soon. And sure enough, no sooner did that picture with context, with no comment, with no tags, nothing hit the internet, Facebook and Twitter, there was two posts from Julie Royce rebuking us publicly. And what, what did she say, Nate? Do you remember what she said? Yes. Yeah, here, here's the exact quote. Yet another Christian group is offering James McDonald their platform. Granted, Recovering Fundamentalist podcast isn't a large platform, but still. Ouch. Gentlemen, what on earth are you thinking? Why would you give a platform to someone who abused and fleeced his sheep and has sued a brother in Christ again? This is why abuse runs rampant in the church. These men should repent for what they've done. Can I tell you what I thought of immediately when I read that? A few weeks ago, I saw a clip online. This, this preacher was preaching in a small country church. He was angry at the people because they weren't shouting. And he was screaming at them saying, you are the reason church in America is dying. Yeah. And he's just yelling at them. And think about it. They're just a small group of people in a small country church. And he's going to make this sweeping statement. You're the reason church in America is dying. You know, saying that the recovering fundamentalists, us three guys who are totally against abuse, who would fight abuse in every way, shape, form, or fashion, that we're the reason abuse is running rampant in the church. I mean, come on now. That's that's way over the top. Yeah. So, I responded a lot of ways to these two things on Twitter and on Facebook. I wrote a lot of stuff that I deleted <laughs> because I was like, Amen. what you just said right there. But th I think the biggest thing that we get to, and we've said this a lot, is truth matters. Yeah, Truth, it never fears a challenge. Truth is consistent with itself. Truth correlates with reality. Yeah. So we, we felt like Julie accused us of sin publicly. I mean, we didn't feel like that. She did. She called us to repentance uh, without knowing any of the facts. And the truth was the episode had not even been released. So I reached out to Julie and I do want to say that, that she was gracious and we had a phone conversation. And this, this is some of the things that, that we, it was a private phone conversation, but these are some of the things that we talked about. Our question was, at what point is it okay for pastors to reach out to a fallen brother and to extend grace or to call a brother to repentance, to seek restoration? or to encourage him after the fall. Because here's the fact, James McDonald was brought down. He was fired, exposed, whatever you wanna call it. I've seen it called a lot of different things, but he was brought down. So once that happens, what then? What do we do? Do we just shoot our wounded? Do we keep stomping on him? Or does someone reach out for restoration? Because Nate, I think a lot of our listeners and, and the backgrounds that we come up in, that's exactly what yeah. happens, is we shoot our wounded. We kick folks when they mess up, when they fall into sin. We, we kick them. We, we kick them out. We shoot them. We, <laughs> we'd say, hey, you're, you've lost 
you've lost the fellowship of the brethren. So here's my question. If there had been social media and platforms like this, after Peter denied Jesus, would he have ever preached on the day of Pentecost? Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, think about it. He denied Jesus. He said, I don't know him, not just once, not just twice, three times, even cursing and swearing. And imagine if someone had been there in the days of Facebook and Twitter, yeah. they would have put that on blast. And it's and, not just uh, Peter. Think about David. Think about Moses. Think about this. this David name. danced naked. Oh, they would have really gone after him. <laughs> you just had to bring that up, didn't you? you just Sorry. had to bring that up. Yeah, David did a lot of things. He did a lot of good things, but he also made some mistakes. So we go to Scripture. And, yes, there are Scripture verses about pastors, uh, elders not measuring up. But there's also Galatians 6.1 that says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in, a, in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch yeah. on yourselves, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So this is saying, brothers, if anyone is caught in a transgression, that happened in James McDonald's case. To what degree? We can't say, but he was fired. He was released. He's gone through a really difficult year. So after this conversation with Julie and she was convinced that James McDonald can never be restored to biblical eldership. And I don't know that we even want to debate that here. Sure. Um, no, but sure. here's we what don't. I want to say. Context matters. Yeah. And this was the context of our interview with James McDonald. Number one, James was in fundamentalism. He left fundamentalism. He was, nobody can disagree that he was used of God in a great way as a Bible teacher, one of the best expository Bible preachers. Yes. And he also had a huge influence on all three of us. I remember riding down the road as a 20, 21 year old construction worker with a new wife, new baby, and listening to James McDonald on the radio and just being amazed that he was preaching content, preaching the word of God, and it made a profound impact on my life. He was a pastor for me for three to four years when I didn't have anyone that I could really call my pastor who represented where I was heading toward the bridge that I was yeah. crossing when I was, you know, leaving fundamentalism. For me, it's a very similar story. I mean, in the, in the time that I was driving from North Carolina back to Chattanooga while I was living there and doing school here, as I drove through the night, James McDonald is the soundtrack to those trips every yeah. weekend to North Carolina and back. So all three of us, he had an impact on our ministry, if you will, years ago. Yeah, he actually, not a lot of people know this, but he actually went to Tennessee Temple University where J.C., went to college where instinctively Christian. <laughs> yeah. Where I went to high school. And uh, so, so there were some connections there and I learned so many things from him, but we all three heard about James being fired in the allegations of misconduct. And honestly, guys, I don't know how this hits you, but my heart was broken. Oh yeah. I wept. I actually cried uh, because, you know, first of all, can I just say something real quickly? And I feel like I need to interject this. We shouldn't applaud when anyone in the Christian community falls. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, for example, there are men that I disagree with. And yet, let's be honest, an unsaved world generalizes Christianity. They don't look at denomination and they don't look at affiliation. All they see is, yes, that person who said they were a Christian, they did this and that happened. None of us should ever celebrate that. It's not a time to applaud. And so I literally wept. I didn't know the background. I didn't know what was happening. Um, you know, for me, James McDonald, again, he was a pastor to me, and um, I didn't know what it was going to be like not seeing him preaching every week. And I was concerned for his family. I mean, I yeah. was grieved for his family. So I remember praying for James and praying for him to be restored. And, and here's the thing about accusations like this. There were very muddy waters. Some of it was believable. You know, nobody's perfect. But some of it was actually unbelievable, some of the things that were, were being said. There were some accusations that were being thrown around. You know, I, I work at Moody Radio, and as I'm there on the radio, walking the word was pulled from Moody Radio. And I just remember thinking, okay, I don't know what's real. I don't know what's fake. You know, it's kind of like COVID-19 and you watch the news. You have no idea what the actual numbers are, right? That's why you need to stop watching the news and just listen to Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. But along those <laughs> lines, we, we don't really know the full truth because none of us have experienced that. We have not been there firsthand. I don't want to know everything. No. As a matter of fact, uh, my dad said once, and I agree with it, if you want to get really serious about finding sin, buy a full-length mirror and stand in front of it. Yeah, that's Start good. With I've got enough going on in my own life that I, I'm not taking out a shovel and digging into that. And this can, be, this can be interpreted. Someone can say, hey, you guys are just justifying sin and saying, hey, I don't know. No. We're not saying that at all. And you can't twist this into us saying that. We just, when you get online and read hours and hours and hours and hours and hours yeah. and start seeing where he puts out a hit on somebody. I mean, come on. It, there's no way that all of that stuff is true. Yeah, and in the spirit of transparency, I mean, this is the things that we talked about even before he came on. We were like, what is truth? What is not? Should we talk about this? Should we not talk about some of that? We wanted to talk to James McDonald about his journey in through and out of fundamentalism that that's that's what we wanted to do in all honesty because our podcast we're the recovering fundamentalist podcast, podcast and that's all we wanted to talk with him about not the other junk and we even told him that we want to talk to you about your journey yeah because the context that this whole interview was set up on was we were told that he was walking through repentance with other pastors he's back in ministry he's pastoring a church and that he wants to make things right. So we wanted to interview him based on that context. We love him. I don't apologize for loving him. He had a huge impact on my life. I love him to this day and I pray for him. So we wanted to interview him based on that. And we thank God for his impact in our life. And when God uses someone profoundly in your life, you, you love them, you pray for him. And we honestly, we were separated from his behavior from his failures. Yeah. I wasn't a deacon in his church. I wasn't an elder. I wasn't a lawyer or an investigative journalist. A staff so, member. Yeah, exactly. We know some of those and we've had conversations, but honestly, we didn't know what to believe. And we, we know James isn't blameless. James admitted mm -hmm. that. He, he's very open about that to us, but we went into this desiring to see healing, grace, repentance, and restoration.
to find out about his time before, during, and after fundamentalism. It's a cul-de-sac, guys. We're always going to come back to that. Yeah, There's always going to be something that has to do with fundamentalism. We're driving in that circle. We're, we're not going to release this interview for a few reasons. Here's, here's a few of the reasons that us three, Brian, Nathan, JC, feel that we're not going to release this, this interview. One, it, it's not going to accomplish the goal of helping the healing process for anybody, for James, for staff members, for those that were hurt, the ripple effect, it's not going to help. It's too soon. Uh, there's too many that have not healed. There's hurt on both sides. And honestly, there's a legal battle that's ongoing that we just don't want any part of. The second reason that we chose not to release it is because we love James, and I keep repeating that on purpose. We love James, and we do not want to be an avenue of attack on him and his right. family. He has a family. He has kids. He has grandkids that love him and that he loves, and he has been used of God in a great way, and we do not want to be another avenue of attack on him. And it already started before we even released. Jeez, yeah. And I think another one along those lines, Nate, is we care about the people that have been hurt. Yeah. The stories that we've read, the, the conversations that we've had post and pre this interview, we care about those people. Our hearts hurt for them also because there's, there's real pain in this. And so we love James. We also love these folks. And, we, we know yeah. there has been real hurt on both sides of this. Yeah. And, you know, then the other reason that we're not going to post this interview is because it doesn't further the mission of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Our mission, we exist to help and encourage those whose lives have been negatively affected by fundamentalist legalism in the church and to challenge those who promote tradition over scripture. And so I just don't see where this is us speaking edification toward those who have been hurt on both sides of this. And, and, and let's be honest, we're not in a place where we want to get caught in the crossfire. Right. That doesn't further our mission. And it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't build anyone up. It doesn't further the cause of Christ or the kingdom of Christ. And so I, I think that's important. Yeah, and we had some takeaways. We learned some things walking through this, this last week. And the first one is stay in your lane. We know who we are. We know the ministry that God has given us. All three of us as hosts of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast are shepherds and pastors. We are not investigative journalists. We are not lawyers. We are shepherds and pastors. And then, you know, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. God is not mocked. You reap what you sow. And if I can just share something that's been on my heart uh, in relationship to that, you remember when uh, the crowd was crying uh, for Jesus to be crucified. Think about this. He had just been scourged. So many men didn't live through scourging, and it was so vicious that after a person was scourged, their life was never the same again. You didn't physically recover after being scourged. Jesus was scourged. And so think about the condition he was in. And yet there was a group of people who said, that's not enough for us. Mm -hmm. 
we won't be satisfied until he's crucified. You know, JC was saying a minute ago, we, we shoot our wounded. We stomp them when, we're, when they're down. Why is it that we try to take vengeance into our own hands? We try to fulfill God's role. You know, I, can I just say this, guys? And I think I speak for all of us when I say this. You know, we know fundamentalists that we don't agree with, and that's going to be communicated on this podcast. But, man, can we not have a crucify them mentality? It's just sad, isn't it? And so Jesus yeah. scourged, we won't be satisfied until he's crucified. God's yeah, going to take care of all of this. Yeah, and when you say vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. God is not mocked. You reap what you sow. That has to be directed at us first. 100%. Like, like, yeah, we want God to judge our enemies, but, man, I've got a whole lot of mess I've stepped into. I've got a lot yeah. of mistakes that I have made, and that should sober us when Amen. we start quoting verses like that because, no, God is not going to be mocked. We do reap what we sow. I think a big thing that's come to light as a result of just posting this picture and the conversations that we've had and what we've talked about today, legalism has deep roots, guys. Mm. Legalism mm. is not just confined to the independent fundamental Baptist church. I mean, it, it goes a long, long way. I mean, we, we faced legalism on social media this week in a whole different form that we never thought we would experience, you know, and I, I think as we continue to unpack this Recovering Fundamentalist podcast, this journey that we're on, if you will, we're going to see the different routes that legalism is exposing in not just independent fundamental Baptists, but across the board. Yeah, and then also, I think we've all learned that if you're going to start a podcast you had better have thick skin. Yeah. You know, I've been dealing with that as a pastor for years. I yeah. heard someone say years ago that to be a pastor, you needed to have the heart of a dove and the skin of a rhinoceros. <laughs> I mean, this is like, um, you know, you come under siege. Again, JC just posted that picture, and now we're money-grubbing, power-hungry guys with no discernment trying to get a bigger platform and we're ignorant and need to repent. <laughs> That's you know, pretty rough. It's incredible. And, and what you're saying, Brian, when we started praying about starting this podcast back, I remember in December, I'm driving to Texas and picked up the phone, called Nate. This is before you came into the circle here and just said, Hey, we need to, we need to do this podcast. And I'm not going to lie on that same trip. I called two or three other pastors that weren't going to be on here and just kind of brought up the idea. And every one of them said, be ready for the backlash that will come. Are you sure you want to do this? Honestly, it goes back to what we said at the beginning. Truth doesn't fear a challenge. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's the crazy thing. I think all of us thought that our harshest attacks would come from the fundamentalist world. And here now we're experiencing that's not necessarily true yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and another thing that we really learned through this process, and this is the thing that, that stood out to me, is you have to be willing to receive wise counsel, even yeah. if it hurts. Yes. Because w we changed our mind through this process. Yeah. We, we had our hearts set on something. We really wanted to release this interview, and we – went to people that we loved, we trusted. We even had serious conversations about people that were making unfair accusations 
against us. We had conversations about what they were saying and said, hey, is there something to what they're saying? So you've got to be willing to receive wise counsel. And Nathan, I want to ask a question on that. Is it wise counsel if it doesn't hurt sometimes? Possibly, maybe. I don't mm. know. It usually I think does, it though. has to hurt sometimes. I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's got to. If, if, somebody, if somebody tells you everything you want to hear all the time, that's a cheerleader, not a wise counselor. Sometimes that's, a wise counselor is going to speak words for your good that sting in the moment. You know, I think the biggest thing that we have to remember, guys, is that we've got to continue to pray and rely on the guidance of the Holy Spirit. My great-grandfather told me a quote right before he died. I was just a kid, but I remember it to this day. Live our lives every moment to where when the Holy Spirit speaks, we not only hear his voice, but we know it's him speaking to us. Mm. And we do that as pastors in the ministry, and we do that on this podcast because we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times, this is an extension of our ministry and we want to rely on the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us with discernment on what comes out on these episodes, what you as our listeners hear. And, and so we, please know that we do pray about these things. We, we have deep conversations, and we, we, we talk back and forth about what we're putting out. And we want to give you the best content that we can that's going to help you, it's going to encourage you, and it's going to challenge you. And we always go back to that. And we've got a couple of interviews that are coming up here in the next few weeks that I am super excited about that I know are going to help, encourage, challenge, and even make you laugh a little bit. Uh, we have one that I'm super excited about. We sat down a couple days ago with Adam Tyson. Adam Tyson is the pastor that is traveling with Kanye West. Who Closed some of your on heads- Sunday. You're <laughs> some- my Chick-fil-A. Some independent fundamental Baptist somewhere's head just exploded the fact that we said (laughs) Kanye West on the podcast. You're not going to hell because you just heard his name. But Adam Tyson has been traveling with Kanye West, and, man, that guy was a sharp dude. I'm telling you, one of the most humble pastors that has a heart for the local church. I was thoroughly impressed. Were you guys impressed with Adam Tyson? Absolutely. The way he communicated the gospel Everyone needs to listen to that episode because you're going to hear the gospel effectively communicated and what it means to have a passion for the advancement of the gospel. Yeah, this guy is solid. He's sharp. And I cannot wait for our listeners to hear what he had to say. So we have two big interviews coming back to back. So next week is going to be Adam Tyson. And then in two weeks on Wednesday, I'm super excited about this one, guys. I mean, I'm, this is like we have landed the big fish, if you will. The man, the myth, the legend, the, the one that keeps IFB preacher clips with plenty of context and content. Nathan, play a clip for us, and let's, let's hear who we've got coming on in two weeks. In the right way, standing up against corruption and doing things God's way. You know, they said that uh, they said that uh, John, the independent fundamental Baptist, was <laughs> Elijah. I mean, he preached so hard the king killed him, and then the king heard Jesus preaching and said, "Oh no, is John the Baptist still alive? No, you got bigger problems than that, Herod. You got Jesus to deal with. He's the real king, baby." And then also, you think of you think of Stephen, who preached so hard against these Babylonian Talmudic Jews that they killed him. And then his uh, his fellow apostles uh, kept on preaching it, just that way, bless God. 
And then also, uh, you think of uh, Apostle Paul in Thessalonica. Uh, bless God, Apostle Paul in Thessalonica. He preached so hard that they kicked him out of the city. And then he had to write two epistles to follow up to tell them what happens when they die. If we need to be preaching so hard, we need to tell people what happens when they die, bless God. Because that's what the Bible says. That's what a God-called anointed preacher is going to do. Wow. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up in two weeks, we are sitting down with Pastor Nathan Rager of Tampa Independent Fundamental Baptist Church. I am so excited about this episode. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he said yes. I mean, let's be honest. We, yeah. we reached out to him, and he said, yeah, I'll come on. He had a little, you know, a little bit of, of context and questions about what we would ask, but, dude, Nathan Rager is coming on the podcast. I'm, I'm, man, this is like Christmas morning, guys. I'm so excited. Yeah, I admire his courage. You know, I really yeah. do. I respect that. You know, and I have to be honest, I've never heard I've never heard John called John the, the Independent Fundamental Baptist. <laughs> John the King <laughs> Independent Fundamental Baptist. Um that's that's a brand new one on me. But you know, I I did I did agree with some of what he said in that clip. Um, but I'm looking forward to having him on. You know what? In the in the spirit of transparency as we started off this episode. I'm just going to be vulnerable with you guys, okay? I, I'm nervous. I, you know, I've always enjoyed being the coolest Nathan on this on this podcast, <laughs> and I'm just afraid I'm not going to be the coolest Nathan anymore because <laughs> Nathan Rager. I'm excited about this. This is going to be amazing. Can we at least make the agreement with him that he teaches us how to say that? Um, like it, lump it, stump it, or get, jump it. <laughs> Yeah, he's got to teach us. <laughs> he's got to how to say that. I hope he shows up in this full white suit. I cannot wait to see what he wears to the interview. I'm so excited about this interview. Be sure to listen every Wednesday when we have a episode or an RFP extra drop. And uh, thank you so much for being a faithful listener. Uh, if you would. Go to our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like, share, comment, leave a review, and go follow us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play Music, man, any place you can find a podcast, you can find the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Leave us a review and uh, share it with your friends. Send it to three people this week that you know need to hear the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. That's our challenge to you. And uh, while you're there, look up JRadio, jradio.com. They got all kinds of music from classical to Patch the Pirate to Brian's favorite, Veggie Tales. Man, they have all kinds of music for Veggie all tales, kinds of genres. Veggie Tales, Veggie Tales, Broccoli, Celery, Gotta Be, Veggie, veggie Tales. <laughs> Shout out. Sponsor, <laughs> call us. Hey. Go Fisher. Oh, Come man. on, Phil. We That's know you're it. listening. Oh, I love it. Hey, we'll see you next week with Adam Tyson right here on the Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast. Be sweet.
Peace. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also, go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your t-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast.